Join ResU in thoughtful conversations that will pique your curiosity and expand your mind. ResU's thought leadership and partners will introduce unique ideas and ways that help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. It's never too late to pursue whatever your dreams are. Don't be afraid, and you can do it. Nursing, to me, it was one of the most challenging academic careers that I chose in the program, but it's the most rewarding as well. Welcome to our podcast. As always, we strive to bring you content that is interesting. This case is no exception because we have someone whose career has been nothing but unique and interesting. Our guest is an alumnus of Resurrection University. He's a nurse, a federal agent, a husband, and a dad. Before I formally introduce Fount, let me tell you a little bit about him. Fount began nursing school at the age of 48 while working in law enforcement. He had and continues to have a distinguished 25-year law enforcement career where he has held positions as special agent with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, the U.S. Air Force Office of Special Investigations, and the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. He was also employed as a deputy U.S. Marshal. Well, you aren't an overachiever, are you? Uh, Yes, I am. (laughs) Today, found as a registered nurse working in oncology. He also still works as a federal agent. He has a BA in criminal justice, a master's degree in public administration, and in 2016 earned his BS in nursing from Resurrection University in Chicago. I'd like to introduce Fount Hankel. Fount, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. So Fount, how did all of this happen? How did you go from a 25-year career in law enforcement and then decide to go back to school to become a nurse and at the age of 48? Well, in federal law enforcement, you can retire at the age of 50 with 20 years of service. Okay. Well, just so happened when I was approaching 50, um, I had over 30 years of service, including my military experience. So I started to look back and see if I would not have been in law enforcement, what would I have done? And it would also give me an opportunity to uh, continue in public service and um, dealing with the public on a daily basis. And after some soul-searching and researching, I decided that uh, nursing would have been my alternate career. Okay. Well, you really like dealing with people, apparently. Yes. (laughs) So at the age of 48, how was it going back to school? I'm assuming it had been a while since you'd been in school, even if for your master's degree, right? Uh, Yes. It wasn't that difficult for me because throughout my educational career, as as, you know, my uh, law enforcement career, I always went to school either part-time or full-time, okay. and I worked full-time. Mm-hmm. So I graduated with my master's in like 2007, and at that time I went full-time as a student, you know, in the master's program, and I worked full-time as well. So uh, it wasn't that challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about time management, really. So what did you have to sacrifice when you went back to school, especially for nursing, which is not an easy program? Uh, family time is probably the biggest sacrifice that I had to make. Uh, I can recall times when uh, my wife would tell me it doesn't require that much studying in order to, you know, <laughs> she didn't <laughs> know, she didn't get it. She didn't understand at mm-hmm. all what we were going through the rigorous program that we were being put through at Resurrection University. But, um, afterwards it was great. So it was worth it. Absolutely. Okay. 
great. And you were in the evening weekend program, so it actually took you 20 months to get through the program? Yeah, about 21. Okay. Your path to where you are today is definitely non-traditional. Any advice you have for other adult learners thinking about making a change like you did? Uh, Yes, do it. Just do it. Just do it because um, (laughs) the first part of your life you spend, and most of the time in careers that provide well-being and a lifestyle for you and your family to support your family. Okay. The second part of your life, you want to do something or you normally try to do things that are meaningful to you that Mm -hmm. you enjoy because hopefully you'll be financially stable at that point to whereas you can pick and choose a little bit as to what you would like to do and participate in. So what kind of conversations happened at home with your wife before you decided to go back to nursing school? I mean, I would imagine there had to have been some conversation about things aren't going to be the same. Um, well, they thought I was crazy, first of all. You know, she's like, you know, you're setting your law enforcement career. You've done everything you wanted to do in law enforcement. You served in two branches of the military. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I explained to her that, you know, it's just a passion of mine. You know, and if I would not have been in law enforcement, that I would have chose nursing and I would have went in that career field. Okay. So, um, and we just talked basically about, you know, the financial aspect of it, and I was like, well, we can pay for it. That's no problem. Okay. So then, you know, the uh, time yeah. element, because I also had two children. Uh, both of them were uh, in high school, I believe, when I started this journey. Okay. So it was like, that was no big deal. They had cars, uh, their driver's license, so they can commute and transport themselves back and forth to their activities. So it was just basically like, hey, you know, it won't be long, you mm-hmm. know, 18 months. We'll get this done. Sure. And our life will be back to normal. And really, has it gotten back to normal? Because it sounds like you haven't given anything up. You just added to your life. Uh, Yes and no. The nursing aspect is really cool because, like, now I'm in the uh, what we call the uh, resource pool at uh, the hospital where I work at, whereas I only have to work three days a pay period now. Oh, okay. So So you you get to pick and choose when you work. Right. I I select my schedule. Okay. You know, and if I don't want to work, you know, out of that paper, I just have to let them know, you know, ahead of time, like if we want to go take a vacation or something. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not that bad. And like I say, it keeps me busy because I can't sit still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is that, right? So you're an oncology nurse. Well, um, I was. So now I'm in the resource float pool. Okay. So you you actually get to float wherever there's a need in the hospital. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about your time, though, in oncology, because that, too, I think a lot of people is kind of a scary subject to deal with cancer, right? Yes, yes. And the kinds of patients you deal with and end-of-life kind of issues are difficult for some people to deal with. Right. How did you deal with those kinds of things as an oncology nurse? For me, at early on in life, you know, uh, like in my law enforcement career, my military career, you know, I came to the, the realization that life is life, mm-hmm. which means that there's a, a beginning and an ending. Mm-hmm. If you come here, you're going to just, just momentarily, we're just passing through, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. And so what's important is the things that you do while you're here. Okay. And once I was able to grasp that concept, it's easier for me to deal with the transitioning aspect of individuals who, you know, they're not getting any better. Mm-hmm. They're actually making a transition to where they're going to leave us, you know, relatively soon. And to make them as comfortable as possible and, you know, just speak with the family and be there to address any needs that the family may have. Okay. So you actually have the temperament, it sounds like, to in, in the, the mindset to deal with the family and, not, and the patient going through a difficult time. Absolutely. So let's talk about men in nursing. 
Okay. Because men in nursing is not a common occurrence. I mean, it's becoming more common, but at our institution, we have about 20% men in the nursing program, and which is a high percentage comparing that to other institutions. Tell us about pros and cons of being a male in the nursing field. I always like to start with the good stuff first. Sure. <laughs> so the, the pros, uh, at least for me anyway, and it could be attributed to my age as well and my life experiences, but... I'm viewed as more like a, like a mentor, so to speak. If there's issues, uh, you know, my colleagues, they'll come to me, and a lot of them, you know, 20, mm-hmm. in their 20s, you know, this is their first job versus, you know, myself. Uh, you know, I've dealt with, you know, all types of situations in my law enforcement career and my military career, you know, to whereas, you know, a hostile IRA patient or a family member. Yeah. And it's like, let me talk to him. Let's see if we can get the situation diffused. You know how to de-escalate yes, uh, those kinds yes, of situations. Yes. Where a 20-something really hasn't lived life long enough probably to deal <laughs> right. with that. And they get really, you know, flustered or upset, you know, like if a family member, someone is yelling at them. And, you know, just calm the situation down and listen to what the family member or what the patient is expressing, their needs or whatever whatever it is that they may be desiring. And if we can get that for them, we can. And if not, then we explain to them, well, you know, we're not allowed to do that. Okay. And most of the time, that will take care of that situation. The other positive aspect of it for me is, as in law enforcement, I'm a firm believer in whatever public service entity that you have, uh, you should be a representative of the community that you serve. Mm -hmm. So with male patients, yeah, you know, uh, coming into the hospital, you know, we're living longer, (laughs) we have more chronic illness because we want, as males, you know, most of the time we'll go to the hospital or, you know, seek medical attention as early as, say, maybe our female uh, counterpart would. Okay. So, you know, dealing with those individuals, you know, when I walk in the room, we have something in common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm a male. Or, you know, I've had patients tell me, well, you know, she just don't understand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like, you know, this thing, you know, like even something as, uh, you know, simple as like, you know, just inserting a Foley catheter or something like that. Right. You know, so it's just something that makes them more comfortable mm-hmm. for me to be there, that perspective. And then I'm... Um, you know, from a management perspective, you know, I've been approached on several occasions to, you know, enter the leadership or the management ranks, you know, within organizations. Mm-hmm. So those are all pros. Okay. So what's the bad part? Um, the bad part sometimes is, and it happens, you know, periodically just depending on, you know, like the culture of organizations or even like just certain individuals, their ethnic culture to whereas some people don't want a male nurse. Sure. You know, or like the elderly population. Sometimes I had a patient tell me, <laughs> she said, well, she, you know, put a call light on it and I went in to address her niece and she said, well, can you get the young lady to call me? You know, I just have to go. <laughs> and I was like, sure, that's no problem. And I was mm-hmm. like, she'll take care of, you know, all of those personal things that you need, but I'm going to be your nurse and I'm going to take great care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so well, I would imagine that's hard for especially elderly patients who are dealing with a, a dire situation um, mm-hmm. and they have to go and use the restroom or something and they don't necessarily want a man in the bathroom right. with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you can understand that oh, kind yeah. of stuff, right? And so, so that's the only bad part. And again, to readdress, and it's nothing personal. Oh, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's just how, you know, times have shifted and times have changed. Mm-hmm. And with that, then the other aspect is 
whenever there's an issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, hey, found, can you come and take care of this? Can you talk to him? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he wants to leave against medical advice. You know, oh, but, Lord. Yeah. like, can you talk to this guy? Like, you know, can you straighten him out? He's being rude, that type of thing. You know, they would ask me to address those issues. Um, and, of course, you know, it's like, hey, can you come and help me turn this patient or move this patient? Oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> a bad like, part of, right. of being a male and nurse. Right, and especially when I have my own team to take care of. But mm-hmm. other than that, I haven't had any really bad experience. Well, that's good, right? I mean, you know, that makes your life at work a little bit better then. Right. Do your patients assume that you're a nurse or do they assume you may be something different than a nurse? I would say six out of every 10 patients room I'll walk in. Mm -hmm. They could be on the phone and if they're not paying attention to what I'm saying... I've heard them say, oh, well, I have to go to doctors here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, or even after I tell them, it's like, hey, my name is Fiona. I'm going to be a nurse this evening. You know, we're going to, and I'll still hear them say, the doctor's here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or the doctor needs to take care of me or, you know. So, uh-huh. so yeah. So, and again, I like to attribute that to, you know, my mature look as well. So. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard that your daughter may have been inspired by you and she became a nurse shortly after you did. Is that true? Yes. And is she really following in your footsteps and doing multiple jobs, or is she just going to be a nurse? Um, she's, just, well, I wouldn't say just be a nurse, <laughs> right. but uh, she's actually exceeding okay. me because for me, I'm more interested in the hands-on approach, you know, patient care bedside nursing. I'm still interested in that aspect. Okay. But, you know, I always inspire anyone that I speak with, and especially my own child, to go in and advance in your career. Okay. Because, like, right now, um, she's uh, she started out in the emergency room at, uh, at a hospital, and now she's into her specialty. She moved on to the labor and delivery. Okay. And she's pursuing her master's degree as a family practitioner nurse. So oh, she wants to so she's going to go plane. a little bit ahead of you. Oh, yeah, she'll beat me. <laughs> and is she really working at the same hospital as you? Yes. <laughs> and how does that, do you ever bump into each other at work, and how's yes. that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, um, she brought a patient up one night, and when she walked by, she was like, hey, Dad. <laughs> and uh-huh. so, you know, I went over, and I was talking to her, and um, we were talking. And then when she got ready to go, I gave her a little pat on the bottom, on her bottom like, okay, see you, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and the nurse was like, I mean, well, the patient looked, and, and I was like, no, that really is my daughter. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I thought she was just saying, you know, like, hey, Dad. I was like, no, that really is my daughter. <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting. And then, like, even... um bounce things off of each other sometimes you know she'll be like that hey, well you know i had this situation you know how do i handle this or what do i do for that mm-hmm. you know and I said, so it's cool yeah, that that's, has to be pretty interesting right because yeah. you're in the same building and yes. and all that stuff okay so i think we need to mention that you are actually connected to our it's amazing to be needed campaign also which you're not a fan of seeing yourself out on the billboards <laughs> just like i'm not but you were in the first launch of our marketing campaign and we when we featured real students alumni and faculty how did it really feel to have your face on the billboards and have you really seen it i have not seen it but family members and friends even some of uh, my colleagues from nursing school mm-hmm. they'll call me and be like oh guess what i've seen <laughs> you know i almost had an accident i was driving and i saw this picture or even my kids uh you know my son my daughter their friends will be like hey you know i saw your dad on this billboard so it's pretty cool so they take selfies with them and send them to you? And... Well, they'll take a picture of it because most of the time it's like on the billboard and okay. where they're driving. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, look who I saw. You know, this guy <laughs> right here, 
you know, that type of thing. So it's really cool. I like it. So, so you're okay with it now? Yeah, you're... I'm okay with it. It was just the process, you know, as far as like the pictures and, you know, the whole uh, process of going through getting the campaign done. Yeah, that that that's an arduous <laughs> process. I never knew what a tough job models and actors yes. have with the makeup and the fixing of clothes and hair and all that stuff. It's kind of silly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Is nursing prevalent in your family? Because I, I also hear that you might have a nurse that's a, a current student at Reju. Yes, my niece. Oh, your niece. My niece. She's currently at Reservation University. Okay. Uh, I recruited her and I directed her there, you know, to what a great program it was uh, and how accommodating it was. And she applied and she got in. Um, and, well, I have a cousin. We're the same age. Okay. When I went to the military, he went to college. <laughs> but okay. then in reverse, because when he was in college... He went in to be an RN. Okay. <laughs> and when I got out of the military, he went into the Navy. <laughs> so he was <laughs> you kind of reverse places. <laughs> yeah, and he was an RN in the Navy, a commander. Uh, he served on the presidential uh, medicals team. Uh, I went to visit him a couple of times uh, with him. And then his mom was a nurse. That's who I saw as a kid growing up. Uh-huh. That, like, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So it, it kind of is in the family. It's a yeah. family business. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So, Fount, um, it seems like you have multiple careers still going on at the same time. How do you handle that? Okay, well, um, one of the benefits of nursing is that you can pretty much dictate your schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, once you become what I would refer to as uh, skilled, pretty much to where as uh, you can work an eight-hour shift, mm-hmm. you can work a 12-hour shift. Uh, three days a week, two days a week. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of flexibility and, you know, like your scheduling. For me, uh, like I work one day, one week, two days the next week. I'm only required to work three days of pay period, which affords me the opportunity to continue to work uh, as a federal agent. Okay. Um, you know, full time. Uh, and it also affords me the opportunity at this point in my life to, if I want to travel, spend the time and make that time up with my wife as I promised her in mm-hmm. the beginning. <laughs> we can do that. Okay. So you work full time, 40 hour plus week being a federal agent. Yes. And then you work one to two days a week as a nurse. Yes. And then when are you giving up the federal job and going back to nursing full time? Um, or are you? Yes. Uh, that's in the process now. Um, my government job, because it was a con- it's a contract job because I retired. Oh, okay. Yeah, so once I retired and they wanted me to come back, but I only come back as a contractor. It's scheduled to end in June of 2020, mm-hmm. but I have some fillers out now with the uh, state to go back to the state uh, where I started out with nursing. So once I get a call from them, mm-hmm. uh, then I'll probably hand them a resignation with the government. Okay, so you're going to eventually get down to one job. Um, Maybe. <laughs> well, or with you, you never well, know. Well, the hospital, I, I like the hospital atmosphere because, again, like I said, um, you know, it's the bedside nursing that I get to do at yep. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those days of weekend, it keeps my nursing skills up to part. And with the state, it'll probably be more like a manager or supervisor type uh, position. Oh, okay. So, so you're going to always keep multiple irons in the fire, <laughs> it sounds like. 
Yes. <laughs> and, and nursing is a great job to have for the flexibility, not only for having multiple careers, but as somebody maybe starting out with a family, you would have a lot of flexibility with that also too, right? Absolutely. Great. Thank you. So is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners before we wrap up? The only thing that I would like to share is that it's never too late mm-hmm. to pursue whatever your dreams are. Don't be afraid and you can do it. Nursing to me, like, you know, it was one of the most challenging uh, academic careers that I chose in the program, but it's the most rewarding as well. Great. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Stay tuned to the ResU podcast here on WGN Plus for more episodes with ResU thought leaders and partners that will introduce unique ideas and ways to help listeners make choices that are influential, mindful, and impactful. ResU, it's amazing to be needed.